All right, this is good banter. Jim Davis is my name. Welcome into Being Jim Davis, the podcast that blames its poor listenership numbers on the National Park Service. <laughs> I'm Emily Kojis, and I am Jim Davis. And my name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. And my name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. John, Chris, Emily, what happens on today's episode of Garfield? I mean, we have no way of knowing because we don't know what day it is. <laughs> God damn it. It's like, I, don't, I don't know when I am. Didn't, What's happening? I didn't know. Today. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, that's that's actually my fault because I was in charge of Friday, making sure this was ready. Okay, here you go. Friday, January 19th, 1979. That's right. Yeah. I remember uh, now. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about mm-hmm. it. In today's Garfield strip for Friday, the 215th the ever of 1979's first month, which is called January. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they called the first month in 1979. I remember that now. In today, <laughs> God damn it! Look, Garfield. Here's what happens in the in the comic in in the comic strip. Hey, is that a new blazer John Arbuckle is wearing? So it's another question for you. Uh, I'm not convinced that it is. Everybody thinks being Jim Davis has the answers, but uh, they they just got a lot of questions. It's just mm. it's a podcast so, full of questions. Panel panel one, we begin with a a rare street scene. Mm-hmm. John Arbuckle is is walking down the inexplicably green and lush suburban mm. street for january yeah. in indiana uh, yeah for, yeah for mm-hmm. january winter in the midwest in, in we presume indianapolis indiana um it's very green and that tree in the background is clearly deciduous oh um, no question i mean fuck yeah. you if you say it isn't i would never say it isn't because not it you. clearly is not, we, we not you i meant agree. one fuck one Fuck one yeah. if one says that it isn't. Because one would clearly be a lying asshole. The True. neighbors, the neighbor's house, their window is all, is like completely blacked out. <laughs> Even though it appears to be broad daylight? Even though it appears to be broad daylight. Now, do they have, mm. they, they might have like black curtains. It's possible. I guess that could be a thing. But even with the light shining on them, it seems like you'd be able to see some kind of texture. Mm. Yeah, the, that that well spotted. That window is very <laughs> it's, black. So it's it's nighttime at the neighbor's house. <laughs> mm. Or space. Yeah, this is an interesting. The more I look at it, like John is wearing um, what we referred to as a blazer. Now that I look mm. more closely, looks like I don't know, sort of a, a windbreaker or a I, light I jacket, yeah. something yeah. like that. And even though um, you know, of course, the color doesn't matter. I think it's very important to point out that the color of the jacket is salmon. Yeah, yeah, I think that is strong. That's definitely worth noting. I think 
Number one, John Arbuckle actually looks pretty good in salmon. He's strutting his stuff. Matches his shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and and uh, 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 that he would be wearing a salmon outer jacket. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bold statement. You know. Mm. He's not wearing some boring, like, a uh, uh, gray or dark blue jacket. Or, or tweed or something. It's, yeah. It's... Yeah, he's really got it. He's got it going on. It's all happening. Um, <laughs> it seems like a very light jacket, though, for January in Indiana. Well, it's unseasonably warm. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, January. But it does fit the environment that he's in, yeah. which... Yeah. yeah, seems to be the bigger problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it 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 yeah, it fits the. And I mean, when I'm looking, that's a spring color. Like you wouldn't wear a jacket like that prior to what Labor Day, would you? Chris, I don't pay attention to what colors I wear. It would be boorish uh, at particular times of the <laughs> calendar year because I think that is bullshit. John, we live in a society. And this society has rules. What keep, what keeps us from just going outside and slaughtering one another? Like, you know, what, what prevents me from killing my neighbors and taking their food? It's that we live in a society that's bound together with, with unwritten norms and rules. And one of those is you don't step outside in a salmon-colored jacket prior to Labor Day. Did I tell I you, Labor I'll, tell you the other thing. I'll tell you the other yeah, thing, Chris. Memorial Day. The other thing that Memorial keeps us Day. from, no from doing that Labor Day. is purges. Yeah. You guys like some purges? <laughs> they didn't have the purge back in 1979. What are you talking about? It was the me, ge- the me decade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I don't, look, I don't want to derail things was that the me decade or was that the 80s I think 80s? That's the 80s but I no the 70s was known as the me decade oh, okay. um, in retrospect maybe the 80s should have been Be- the me decade because of Jimmy Carter it was already taken um, I don't want to derail things John in panel one you said the neighbor's house had a completely black window mm. and I foolishly John <laughs> I foolishly agreed with you I think if you, you think will, that's John's house. Well, have a look at panel mm, two. The color. Have a look yeah. at the color, the color of the house he is entering in panel two. It is that same color as the house in panel one, which I'm going to say is lilac. Periwinkle. Periwinkle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's periwinkle. I mean, we could, we could shout at each other about it, but I don't see any need to. Oh, why would we shout at each other on this podcast? That's crazy. Know, right? It's not, it's not that kind of podcast, Chris. No, I agree um, with you. I guess the dark window would make sense if it's John's house because he's not home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That's, all right. That's, uh, That's how lights work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah, okay. And so, so the lights come on in the third panel when he, when he enters he the door. He has a smart okay. home. Mm. Oh, um, have we mentioned the things John Arbuckle is thinking? No, no we have not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in panel one, John Arbuckle is thinking, bachelorhood is okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he has an expression on his face. Uh, it consists of... Uh, True. So far, you're correct. Eyes and a mouth. 
Uh, and uh, I guess we're going to call that a nose. Yeah. Um, boy. Well, the more I look at that, the less I'm convinced that it's a nose. He um, looks like he's just barely tolerating bachelorhood. Yeah. It, um, it doesn't, it, yeah, it sort of belies his real opinion, like, which, I, I don't know. It's like he's not really thinking what he's saying. He's thinking in sarcasm, I guess. Is he trying no, to I convince mean, I himself? Think, I think the statement, mm. oh, bachelorhood is okay, I guess. Like, this could be a mantra I mean, that, that, that he's repeating right. over and over. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw this one, I could have sworn that we'd seen this, like, set up before. But then I searched yeah, through, you and that. I couldn't find it. So I don't know if... Uh, you might be remembering know. John Arbuckle's uh, infamous encounter with his Bachelor magazine. <laughs> <laughs> It's the other time yeah. he is mentioned being if, a bachelor. If he were if he were holding a nudie mag in this panel <laughs> and thinking the same exp- the same the same phrase, he would have a big fat smile on his face. True. Yeah, bachelorhood he, he is okay, I guess, given my ready access to mail order pornography. <laughs> Man, you had to order pornography back then. That's crazy. It was a people were time. savages back then. It was a different time. Um, I, okay. they, were, they were wearing salmon before Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, one more final read on this. Um, uh-huh. I, my first, my, so my initial impression was, oh, holy shit, John's wearing a pink jacket. Mm-hmm. And then I read his thought bubble. Bachelorhood mm-hmm. is okay, I guess. Um, and so I immediately wondered if the, the jacket were meant to symbolize bachelorhood. Ah, you know, uh, the yeah. salmon jacket of bachelorhood. <laughs> the implication being, bachelorhood is okay. We get to wear these nice salmon jackets. John, well, I remember the day on the morning of my my marriage when I ceremonially discarded my salmon-colored jacket of bachelorhood <laughs> and put on for the first time the lilac-colored jacket. You put away childish things. Yes. <laughs> is the salmon jacket like the daytime version of the like disco leisure suit for John? Like the priest said, "On this day, you discard the salmon jacket of bachelorhood <laughs> and all the mail order nudie magazines that come with it." Um. Panel two, John Arbuckle is going into a house and thinking, but you just can't beat dot, dot, dot. Panel three, John Arbuckle entering a home. We assume it's his. (laughs) Thinking the continuation of that thought, Mm -hmm. someone waiting for you when you get home. And it also features Garfield sort of bounding up to... Happily. Yeah, happily bouncing across the panel up to his master. Mm. How do we feel about this strip? Confused. I feel like this week as a whole is sort of exploring whether, like, Garfield's relationship to him being a cat. Like, is he a cat? Is he not a cat? Like, which cat-like behaviors? You know, he's scared of the mouse, and that makes him not cat-like. I don't don't know. is exploring here is that like a, a euphemism for wildly inconsistent swings in behavior? 
Yes. <laughs> I feel like the, the emotional arc between Garfield and John from Monday to Friday has just been insane. Like three days of Garfield just just totally dominating John. Just this hmm. alpha cat behavior followed by Garfield freaking out over a mouse, followed by Garfield bounding happily to see John, his master. Well, that's, you know, classic uh, abusive relationship, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You think, so wait, you think John is, wait, is John the abusive one? No, Garfield. Garfield's the abusive mm-hmm. one. No, I think the mouse is the abusive <laughs> one. Garfield and John are both in an abusive relationship maybe, with this mouse. Maybe, maybe the mailman is the abusive one. I don't know. This strip no, does that's, that's seem pretty uh, saccharine uh, in the context of the week. But it's actually like, I don't know. I'm with you there. Like, like that was my first read. Like, oh, God, yeah, whatever. All right. Cats are like wives. Um, but but then like. <laughs> what? what? Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Someone waiting for you when you get home? Like, think of this as like a 50s sitcom. Like, right. like yeah. the man, honey, I'm home. And, and, and Garfield's like, you know. Mm. Oh, the, the the pot roast is almost ready. You know, like so many. I, yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't <laughs> think of the number of times I've watched like the Donna Reed show. I was going to say Donna some, Reed. <laughs> you know, some program like that. You remember the husband comes in the door and Donna Reed bounds down the hallway like <laughs> on all fours and and pounces on him happily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's that was exactly just what happened. Yeah, but, it, was... but it's like it's kind of a, I don't know. Like, I mean, because that's that's I mean that is the traditional notion of what a spouse is. It's like someone waiting for you when you get home. It's like it's right. it's supposed to be a warm thought. But he's talking about his cat, and so I mean, I guess this is a slightly different way to go with it. But it's like John has convinced himself that he's happy because he he like his cat has taken the place of it like a meaningful human relationship mm-hmm. so it sounds like you're saying john arbuckle in panel three his smile is concealing a secret sadness and also that cat owners are hollow people who do not have real relationships i mean i, I i'm a cat owner uh-huh Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> you, okay. Were you, were, you were you expecting me to go on with that? Well, what about Garfield's reaction? Because he seems uncharacteristically excited to see John. Yeah. He's probably hungry. I like uh, Garfield when he's like has this childlike naivete kind mm-hmm. of expression. Yeah, uh, which yeah. I don't. I don't think we've seen this week. Honestly, like our cat Louie is never so as excited to see me. It's first thing in the morning when I go down into the kitchen. Huh. Like, he is indifferent to hostile (laughs) towards us most of the time. Hmm. But first thing in the morning when I go into the kitchen and I'm making coffee, he is like, oh, man, I am so glad you're awake. I am so excited to see you. Because he wants coffee. Give me some food. (laughs) Yeah. And then he drinks. And then he takes my coffee coffee away from me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. <laughs> yeah, this is another. I feel like this is another. Um, we haven't seen this in a while. I guess we haven't seen it since Christmas Day, to be specific. 
of Jim oh. Davis going the full saccharine, not even attempting a punchline. But I no, um, I disagree with that. I think this one is a little bit more ambiguous mm-hmm. because there is that sinister read. Like I don't see like, a sinister so read here that, uh, at all. Like he's so lonely that he thinks like, that he thinks his cat thinks having a cat is a replacement for having a you know a meaningful hmm. romantic relationship. I mean. Come on, look at where it starts. Bachelorhood is okay, I guess. Yeah. And then he's convinced himself by panel three that he's happy. I mean, I guess I, I, I can read this a number of ways. I guess I can, I can see this as Jim Davis telling his readers, it's okay. It's okay to be alone. Get yourself a cat. You'll be fine. Hmm. That's not sinister to me. That's like Jim Davis saying like, hey... You, my fans, I know you're basically a bunch of losers. I know no no human will ever love you, but you could have a cat. I guess that's a little sinister. I'm, you know, honestly, <laughs> here's what I'm more concerned about. Here's what I'm more concerned about. In panel two, that red doorknob, that yeah, I was wondering doorknob, if we were going to get into the crimson doorknob. The crimson doorknob is on the left side of the door, mm. but in panel three, it is on the right <laughs> side of the door. Well, what it, the fuck happened? You know, it, it's not also it's yes, not a, it's crimson. It's not abnormal for John Arbuckle to have worked on in his house mid strip. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned with the doorknob. I mean, I think it's. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important mystery to catalog, but uh, I don't think we'll ever have <laughs> so an answer. I mean, oh, so you think there's there's some things man was not meant to know? Yeah. Why why did the doorknob switch sides of the door? Why are John's legs so fucking messed up in that third panel? There's all kinds of questions that we're ne- we'll never know the answer to. Are his legs that messed up? They're pretty messed up. Yeah. Look how much shorter his right leg is. His right leg, which it's behind him. It's like swinging behind him. Yeah, but but it's like I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look. I don't think perspective <laughs> would account for that much of a difference. I'll tell you what I and like about John Arbuckle. And his left leg is like cur- it's like curving the wrong way. What I like about John Arbuckle's legs is that it's often really really difficult when you look at closely at them to work out which ones on the left <laughs> and which ones on the right. And that and also it gets narrower as it goes to the top. Uh, that's not normal. Unless he's wearing it's bell like, bottoms. Oh, he's definitely it's wearing sure. bell bottoms. Oh, de- definitely. Okay. All right. Okay. All it's right. 1979. At least boot cut. <laughs> John Arbuckle's legs are like one of those uh, Gestalt psychology pictures, like the, the duck blocks. rabbit. Oh, oh where it's like mm-hmm. like I right. see I see it one way, and now like whoa whoa it shifted. Now I see his legs the other way. Mm. Now the ballerina's spinning the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. Now that now that. Now the man is a, a sad tableau of bachelorhood. <laughs> now the doorknob is on the right side of the door. Yeah, it really says more about the person reading it. Maybe than... the shifting of the doorknob it... represents his shift in attitude. Oh, his oh, that's oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. I read this as as sinister as you do, though, John. I, 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 I almost read it as John as Jim Davis saying, like, hey. It's okay. You can live alone. You can do it. You know, you're fine. Maybe there are two doorways and the door is hinged (laughs) in the middle. So he's like swinging it around 
counterclockwise, right? Mm. So like the the hinge is here. Oh no! All right, it's an audio podcast. (laughs) But he's like swinging. He's swinging it around from one door frame to the other door frame, right? So the doorknob is always on the the outside of the of the circle. I'm gonna need you to build a 3D model. (laughs) Well, I know what I'm doing with my weekend. Well, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast with a face for podcasts. You can support the program by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Please visit the blog, www.beingjimdavis.com, and all the other stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Emily Kojis. And I'm at Inscrutable Taco. And I'm at the Chris Winter. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening and good night. All right, All right. there you go. All right.